Hello, and welcome to Ethical Seduction, your sex and relationship podcast, where we cover topics and skills designed to help you get what you want, both in and out of the bedroom. I'm your host, Stephen, and joining me today are Kimberly. Hi. And Brandy. Hello. Today, we have three related topics that we wanted to cover. First up, Brandy's going to share some ideas on the best places to meet people and potential romantic partners. Well, many people use online dating apps, there's some real benefits to meeting somebody in person. However, one should be tactful and, and act appropriately based on the venue. Next, I'm going to dive into different ways we can approach people when you see that somebody special who's caught your attention. We want to go beyond pickup lines and instead find conversational openers based on shared interests so you can start forming a legitimate connection right away. And then Kimberly is going to wrap things up as she talks about different styles of dates so you can pick out something fun and try to have something that maybe matches up with the person's individual identity. So uh, to get us started, Brandy, you want to take it from here? And Sure. Yay. Okay. Hey, I'm back. Uh, so I guess I first want to address that you know, even pre-COVID, it was dating is not an easy thing. Meeting people is not an easy thing. So I hope some of these tips um, and ideas are just something you can take and even consider. And But I do think it's important to address COVID and how um, during the current times we might need to change and alter what we would have done pre-COVID or what we might even do post-COVID and how that can uh, has directly, and I can just give examples for myself, um, affected me in my dating prowess, I guess the year 2020. Um, so I think, you know, we could talk about, and we'll talk about prior or in a few minutes about meeting people in person, but I do think, and I've experienced this myself that doing virtual dates is something I would never thought about last year, but it's something I've done multiple times this year. And I found a lot of value in that to that. I will personally continue to do that um, post COVID, like if I only have an hour at night and I don't have that time to meet someone in person, but they want to like do a zoom date. It can be something as simple as you get your cup of coffee or you get whatever drink or whatever. And we, we link up and we watch a movie together or a comedy. Um, and that's just a way to connect safely during COVID or when you just have time restraints that won't allow you to get ready and get in your car and go to a coffee shop and the back and forth. So, uh, that's something that I've discovered during this this year that I would never have thought to try. Otherwise, it's been really successful for me. And it kind of gives you like that lovely um, time limit already. Like, hey, let's meet up on Zoom to watch this movie for an hour, this comedy show. It already has that built-in time constraint. And you don't have that. You also avoid that potential awkward, okay, bye and bye to you. And do we hug and do we... So you get to know a person through your virtual experience before maybe encountering some of the awkwardness in person. Um, so I think before you proceed to us talk, we proceed to us talking about where to meet people. I think it is just a good, healthy, reasonable, safe thing to kind of uh, consider what your risk level is for COVID and what you're comfortable with. And the reason I want to mention to do this prior to meeting people is if you already have that your guidelines in place for what you're comfortable with and, and your exposure risk, et cetera, then 
and you already have a, a firm foundation with that, then you're less likely to make decisions that in hindsight, after you've done them would be like, that probably wasn't the best decision decision for me. So I know like for me and my COVID risk, um, if I wasn't an oncology nurse um, and I didn't work with a highly immunosuppressed or compromised population, my risk for my, my own personal self might not be as high, meaning that I think I take more risk than the basic person when it comes to COVID because the thought of me taking COVID back to work and um, uh, potentially even that to one of my patients, this is a devastating thought that I can't bear to risk. Mm -hmm. But um, so, you know, because of that, again, that's why I went to the virtual Zoom. So I guess I before I go into like the in-person meeting, I kind of want to ask you all, have you all also tried to do like the Zoom dating or meeting people? Like if you maybe met them on an app and then you transition to, hey, I don't really want to meet in person yet, but maybe we can meet online through a Zoom call or something. I've not. No, okay. I, will, I will say, I mean, I've done a lot of just uh, like phone, well, just phone calls, just kind of catching up with people, but it's not anybody like new. So, uh, and, and I think part of that is just me. I'm just kind of like, I, I'm just laying low and I'm like, you know, I'm not trying, I'm not out there trying to like meet new people right now for myself. Right. But so, so the people that I do know, you know, like you, you and I have talked on the phone several times, things like that. We've done the video calls, you know, and that, and that is nice. So that is a nice way to like stay in touch with people. But it does make sense, you know, to me, like if you're interested in somebody, it's like, well, let's, uh, you know, we it's can't a, always It's a together. good, safe alternative if you're yeah. not comfortable with the in-person meeting yet. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. We did a uh, munch, you know, which is like the group dinner kind of thing and did that online in Zoom in the very beginning. And it was, uh, I, I don't know, I have kind of mixed feelings about it as a group, you know, of having like. I don't know. We probably had 15 people on there. Okay. Mm -hmm. And some of that is like, nobody would talk because everybody's like, you don't want to talk over top of each other. And so there was this kind of weird thing, but I think the one I've seen that done, the best way is like, if kind of not necessarily going around the room, but if each person like kind of talks a little bit about what they've been doing and then somebody else gets to talk about it, and that's a good way to kind of catch everybody up, but that's really different than what we're supposed to be talking about. Well, that's okay though. Yeah. 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 Um, but, and then Kimberly, you've not done any of that. Have you? No, I would just say um, the same as you. I've done yeah. Zooming with friends and talking, but um, nothing else really. So, But you know what I do want to add is like I have noticed uh, with, with our the club and the community center that we have, there's a lot of, you know, right now it's closed. And so mm -hmm. we have all these new people that want to come out and they want to meet meet people, you know, and that is one of the things they're most interested in. And as far as like most of the people that go to that center, they're very responsible. They know like, okay, I need to, you know, a lot of it's just like, we're just going to back off for a while, you know, and not take COVID risks. But when you get into new people that are really interested in meeting other people, they are ready to get out there, you know, like that's a big push for them. And so they're willing to, I don't know, I'm going to say take a little bit more risk, you mm -hmm. know, and so some of that is like, let's go meet and have coffee outside. There's still, which is what you're getting at, I guess, is like mitigating. Yeah. Being so, smart about it. And what is your risk level? Right. And I think it's easier to, if I already know my risk level before I go meet a person in person. So then if they, you know, I can even communicate to them that to them say, Hey, I'm totally fine to meet for coffee. You know, it's socially distanced or like outdoors. 
So then you already know before you get yourself in an awkward situation, what your limits are, so mm -hmm. to say. And then you can communicate with that with them before there's any awkwardness in person. Um, mm -hmm. Another thing I think that, that COVID has impacted right now that could greatly change by this time next year is there used to be a certain environment for meeting people like unplanned uh, and casually and just like being out at certain places and, and feeling like if they give certain um, nonverbal cues that they would be open to you walking up to them and saying hi. And while that might be true uh, to a certain de degree still right now, I do think that it's changed a lot with COVID because you, you don't want strangers in your personal bubble. Um, and that might I, understandably make people a little bit more timid to approach. So I think it, that is just something that needs to be said is that if right now you are interested in dating, but you are feeling hesitant, I think a lot of us, even if we are previously comfortable dating and going up to people are feeling a little bit more hesitant because of the COVID situation. And that's totally fine. Um, but I do think there are still places that you can meet people as long as it's done safely. I think like, we, like well, one of the biggest um, things I used to do is I would join like a common interest group. Um, mm -hmm. Like if you're into hiking or biking or like mine was, I was a part of a bike, like an indoor bicycle group. And we mm -hmm. always met usually every, three times a week at lunchtime. And so you've already kind of developed, uh, you have a common interest. And then within that, you meet people that have a common interest. And that can just be like a simple gateway to meeting people, like not directly, but you're putting yourself in line with the, the to create the possibility of meeting people. Um, you also, and I think I'll reach out to you all in a minute about this. There's some debate about meeting people at the gym or a coffee shop. And I think that's where you kind of have to be able to read people. Um, a little bit, just the basics, because I, for one, will say I, I'm not great at reading people. Um, and we address this in a prior episode and video that you can find on our website about how to read people. So we go into a little bit more depth on that. But um, yeah, so what do you all think about how COVID has changed both how you meet people and then how you would do it differently now? Generally, when I meet somebody, okay, it, it might be online. So, you know, a lot of times we do meet so many people. We have, we have, that's just the, the way we are. We meet a lot of new people all the time. But, um, you know, traditionally, I think most people are maybe starting out with a dating app or something like that. And they, they, you know, you meet the person, you start to text. Well, even Kimberly and I, I'll say this, it's like we met, but then you start really talking almost through text or through, you know, emails or something like that through the online thing. And then it sort of grows to where you're like, yes, let's kind of meet up and let's get together. So where traditionally you might be like for coffee, or I think, you know, Kimberly and I, we, we did meet up for like, we had chips and salsa at this restaurant, you know, kind of thing. Right. And it, uh, that's what you would normally do now. I, I really like your idea of like, well, you can't do that. Or maybe that's not the best thing. You're not ready to kind of be right around with the person. And so the video chatting where you are having virtual coffee, you know, or I mean, legit real coffee, but mm -hmm. you're just doing uh, to me, that makes a lot of sense. And that way you actually can have the sort of face-to-face -face conversation. And so the mm -hmm. doing things virtually with the computers where you can just have the camera turned on, that's as good really in a lot of ways as the, I mean, 
I know it's different, but that you can really see the person's expression. You really can kind of get mm -hmm. to know somebody through the camera that way. So I do think that's a really good way to do it. Well, and then just the process of developing the date, the Zoom virtual date, if you will, you, you learn like what they're going to drink or what they're going to bring. If they're in the comfort of like their own space, you can kind of, you know, see what their house is like. So the, the first virtual Zoom I did with the guy I'm dating now, um, it, we started dating right at the beginning of COVID. Mm -hmm. And then for myself, one of my guidelines is I have like a three date rule before uh, proceeding further. And one of them was a virtual date. And so just the setup, he was like, Oh, give me a tour of your place while, while we're on here, you know, and that's something that we might, we wouldn't have done if we'd met for coffee, for instance. And so, you know, you can go around and you can get a feel for someone and their interest based on maybe what their artwork is, which leads into mm -hmm. a whole different topic. And we ended up not even watching the movie or comedy we were supposed to watch that night because we were just started discussing stuff in the, in the environment, which goes to also benefit you as if you're in a space that you feel comfortable in versus meeting at a, a coffee shop you've not been to before. If you're in your own space, you have a little bit more control over that and being comfortable. But you all I mean, had planned, sorry, real fast, you all had planned though to like watch a TV show or something together? Yeah, there was a comedy we wanted to watch because we both had a comedian in common that we we enjoyed and we're like, hey, let's just watch a comedy together. Okay. And I wouldn't but, yeah. have thought of that. Okay. Yeah. Well, because comedy skits are kind of shorter. If it's like a stand-up, mm -hmm. it's usually an hour versus like a two and a half hour movie. Um, yeah. So we just zoomed in together to do that. And then we ended up talking instead because of the tour we gave so that yeah it was kind of cool something that i wouldn't have done otherwise or thought about i agree i think that's a really cool idea brandy um like the tour idea because i have a lot of books and art and so that could really start a conversation that otherwise you wouldn't have right you know? yeah um trying to think what else um and i like showing off my house because i am <laughs> like super into decorating yeah <laughs> so it just um, gives you an insight into someone that you wouldn't have seen as uh, maybe as soon as you did having the virtual day versus meeting for coffee yeah and yeah. if you're like a super neat person and you know like i need to be with a neat like clean person and their house is messy you might be like okay that's a red flag for me or something i mean right. i can see that or maybe eventually you would come to my place and i will not go to yours right now yeah <laughs> something like that yeah um and then in terms of other places, when we talked about the common interests and like my example being like the indoor bike club that I was a part of that group, you can also join people that are um, supportive of your lifestyle choices. I know in the Nashville area, we have the Many Loves, which is a group um, that's supportive of non-traditional relationship styles, such as polyamorous relationships, even open relationships, um, if it's done consensually and ethically. Um, and then you have the club, well, what we refer to as the club, which is the mark. But you're saying you're, you're kind of trying to, you, this, I think is what you're saying. You're saying to figure out what your interests are. And then if you go do things that are interesting to you, you're meeting other people who are kind of almost, they, they have those same shared interests. There's automatic connection. Yes. And yeah. it, to, to use the many loves group in particular, because, you know, having a non-traditional relationship structure isn't the common norm um, to go ahead and, and insert yourself into that type of group means everyone around you 
knows that you're either there to learn and explore actively, maybe pursue that type of relationship structure. So you already have like a, you're open to it. Yeah. Your core value. um, That makes so much sense to me because if you're trying to be monogamous, um, you wouldn't go to that group. So if you're trying to be in an open relationship, you would go to that group and you wouldn't get in that situation where you're like, I met a person, but like I'm open and they're monogamous. So that doesn't really usually jive very well. Right. Right. Yeah. And then you touched on this too, Brandy, but I think Mm -hmm. you said like at the gym, not everybody wants to be approached at the gym. Yeah. Or a coffee shop too. Because to me, a coffee shop is a great place for a date. But the way you said it, it was like, don't go pick up somebody at a coffee shop. So I think it's a little bit more complex than just don't go pick up someone in a coffee shop. If I'm at a coffee shop and I'm listening to music and I have like my headphones in or I have my iPad or my tablet open and I'm I'm actively doing something, Mm -hmm. I would interpret that as this person's busy or they're otherwise occupied. I'm not going to disturb them. Whereas Mm -hmm. um, if I'm at a coffee shop and I am I look approachable. I'm making eye contact. I'm smiling. I don't really seem like I'm focused on anything that I would, I could easily read that as more approachable behaviors. So yeah, you can meet people at the coffee shop. I think in the time of COVID, obviously we would, that restricts that somewhat to make us more cautious, but then there also are some little basics to reading people that I think would be helpful. Yeah. In terms of knowing when to approach. A lot of the coffee shops have outdoor areas. Of course, it's like getting cold now, but, um, yeah. you know. Um, but I also think like gym. Gym. I, wanted to, yeah. I wanted to, oh, well, I mean, you can give your opinion about the gym. I'm like really wanting to give my opinion. About Go it. for it. Um, I Okay, so this is really kind of interesting of me to say I guess because I don't really go to the gym but I have a strong opinion about it great because I've heard so many people be like do not approach me at the gym and particular particularly um female identified people are going like I feel really I I would feel really vulnerable at the gym in my workout outfit trying to you know do whatever I'm doing and get healthy. And then someone's approaching me. I think, I think I would feel kind of freaked out by that. That's a good so. point. That's a good point that I think I'm going to say like guys in particular probably do not think of, you know, we're just like, we, uh, I just saw you over there doing those bench presses and I'm just thought I'm going to come over there and, you know, say something to you. And we're not thinking of what you're saying, like you're feeling a little vulnerable, right? Yeah. Because the way you're dressed and think, yeah. And I think that's one of those things like we might not think that way. Hmm. So I think it's a good point that you're saying. That's a good point, Steve. I think that it's also like, um, I'm not not there usually to meet people. I would be there for like the purpose of working out. That's how I feel about it. Right. Yeah. And there are classes at the gym, right? Like you can, that you can join like, and that can still give you that common interest group that you will see the same people every week and maybe that can be a gateway to meeting someone mm-hmm. in that group. But yeah, mm-hmm. if I'm there on the treadmill by myself with right. my, listening to my music, hardly able to breathe while I'm running, you approaching me, even during my rest period, like I'm, I'm just not in the right space 
for socializing when I'm just trying to breathe and live through my exercise. I feel like class is a good point because I feel like that's like a different scenario in which you're like, okay, this is a group activity where I can see where like talking and interacting with people would, that would be completely different than lifting weights or running on a treadmill. Right. Yeah. There are solitary activities, I guess, for me, I've always read as, okay, they are here to, you know, exercise and then leave. Uh, one of the things getting ready for to do, you know, today's discussion and stuff that I was thinking uh, internally was just that you want to be appropriate for the venue. Okay. So if you go to a, to a bar to kind of go meet people, you know, that that's, it's easier to just walk up to somebody and say hi, because everybody's there to socialize. Now, some people might not be there to go meet a partner, but everybody's really there to socialize. So it's more acceptable versus say the gym, you know, which from what you all are saying, it's like very often you're kind of, you're feeling more vulnerable. Okay. So the other thing is don't go approach somebody if they're in a vulnerable situation, mm -hmm. because that's not the best, you're not going to make them feel comfortable. You know, that you, you want, if I'm approaching, you know, you Brandy, I want you to feel comfortable. And if I do it in a time period or whatever like that, that you're not, then it's, it's not a good first impression. Um, and then interestingly though, but you're saying like, but if you take the class and Hey, we're all in this group together, then like afterwards, after class, if I talk to you a little bit, that's a better, more appropriate kind of way to do it. So it's like, yeah. you're feeling out like when is it's being aware of like, mm -hmm. when is the right timing? And does this person feel, are they going to feel safe talking to me if I come up and, and talk to them? Mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of talk about how you approach people. So it's like after you meet somebody or you know, you're at a place and you've talked online or whatever, I, this, let's think of it this way. You're at a bar and you see somebody and they catch your attention. Let's just use that as a generic scenario. But then how do you approach the person? Um, and, and that can be terrifying to go do, especially for, I think, you know, for men, it's like we're kind of taught like you're supposed to go up there and go approach the person and you better, you know, you better woo them right away instantly. And, you know, if you've never met the person, you know, how do you do that? Um, so uh, I know for myself, in my younger days in particular, like going to bars and things like that, there were certain people that I, you just, they kind of catch your attention for different reasons, whatever. And you were, I remember being interested in talking to them, but then I wouldn't go do it because I was like, well, I don't have, you know, what am I going to go up there and talk to them about? I don't, I don't have anything to go talk to them about. So that's one of the things now today I want to kind of go over. Okay. And there really is like, in my mind, I have like one simple idea that I think is going to help people with, with being able to do this. Okay. So first, before I get into that, I want to talk about pickup lines because, um, I'm not a fan of, of pickup lines. I don't think they're the best way to kind of go do it. That when you have like a preset line or just, you know, whatever, a joke from a movie or something like that, it like, it, it never kind of comes across well. Um, it's usually kind of cheesy and impersonal and, Thinking about this more, I think like when you do that, when you're using a like a pickup line and it's and it's not something that's kind of real and legit and personal for the person that you're talking to, it, it sounds like you're sort of trying to trick them or mislead them, you know, or maybe, you know, like, oh, I'm gonna try to make this move, you know, to kind of get you know, so I can date or sleep with you. And that feels kind of like manipulation, you know. So it's not I just don't think it's the right kind of 
feel that you want to kind of go lead into. It's not putting somebody at ease. You're kind of setting them off being where they're going to be suspicious of you. Like, why, why are you giving me this weird, you know, pickup line, you know? And some people, I think they'll be like, well, I like them. You know, they, they make me laugh and it's kind of funny. And I like somebody who's got a sense of humor, but for me, I wouldn't recommend them. You know, if, if you're good at doing them, great, you know, good for you. But I would say like, forget and we'll it. have you on here to teach a class. <laughs> do what? <laughs> if you're good at them, we'll have them on here to teach a class. Right. That's right. right. How right. to do it well. <laughs> yeah. How to do a pickup line well. Mm. So uh, for me though, what I think the best thing, and I've noticed this about myself too. Okay. If somebody catches my attention, then it's like, why, why did they catch my attention? Like, I have to ask myself, like, what is the thing about them that was, I found that was kind of interesting or what makes me want to go talk to them? And if I can answer that question to myself, that's going to give me sort of the answer to like how to approach them. Okay. So, um, give you like as an example, it's like, you know, Hey, um, you know, I noticed like X and Y about you and that got my attention. Can you tell me more about this? You know, you kind of lead right into the conversation, you know, um, Hey, that's something I'm into as well. Like I saw, you know, whatever your sports Jersey, you know, you've got the green Bay Packers on your sports Jersey. I'm a huge green Bay Packers too. There's going to be something that you saw. And especially if it's like, is like we've talked about earlier, shared interests, you know, or if it's like, Hey, we were both in the same, um, you know, biking class, like you were saying, Brandy, if you can have like, what is the thing that is, you know, kind of connecting you to, or what do you find that is interesting about them? And so that to me is the best way to approach somebody is to know why you wanted to talk to them. And you're just going over and you're expressing that this is what, you know, Hey, I saw this and this is what I wanted to talk to you about. Um, you guys have anything you want to add? I mean, does, does yes. this make sense to you? Yeah. Do you have <laughs> to add? Um, I think we've talked about this before, but like really as a female person, I really don't enjoy as much when people come up and give me, compliments to start a conversation on how I look like my I, physical hey, appearance that's my what I'm about next. <laughs> I'm into it. no that's so, perfect actually so Why? actually like I don't know because for one thing like you I feel like I get that all the time and it's not something that like I did that's interesting about me or like something that I earned it's just like that's how I mean I was just born you're like, right. I mean, thanks. Right. Uh, yeah, and it's, it's awkward. It's kind of awkward because you feel a little objectified. And so, you know, um, there's that. But, hey, but I stop, feel like. Wait, Kimberly, help, okay. let me stop. Sorry. Let me stop you there for a second. Okay. Because the, what I wanted to talk about, and you led right into it, is like how you give a compliment. Because there is a right way mm -hmm. and a wrong way to give a compliment. Okay. So the wrong way is to walk up and say, damn, you're hot. Okay. Because mm -hmm. that is, it's weak. It's, it's impersonal. There's nothing connection. There's nothing about you as a person. Right. And I think that's, I think that's why you're going like, it just feels weird. Like what, like, you know, and also everybody says, you, you know, oh, you're great looking. So when you hear it a hundred times, you're like, uh, you know, thanks a lot. It's not special to be approached that way. So that's not a good thing. It, so the right and the wrong way to do compliments, the wrong way is to be just really generic, you know, and not specific about it. Okay. The right way to do it is again, to know why you want to compliment somebody. And so then you're actually telling them, you know, like, Hey, that is, 
you, you know, your outfit is great. I've never would have thought about putting like that tie and that jacket together. Then you're, that's still about looks, but it's totally different. Cause you're mm -hmm. saying like, you really have a, a sense of like, I recognize that you have a sense of fashion taste and skills and that you are creative and you were able to put that thing together and pull it off. So you're complimenting the person's ability. You're complimenting them as a person, not just, Hey, you're hot, which you can't control, you know, mm -hmm. does that feel better? Yeah, I agree yeah. with that because that's like a personal choice I've made and something I've put effort into. For example, like if I'm going out and what the clothing I'm wearing, then I get that. Or my hair color, if I have an unusual hair color, you know, where I've dyed it or something. Um, and I have a lot of tattoos. So I do enjoy people saying like, hey, I love that tattoo. But if you ever talk to a lot of people who have tattoos, we don't really like uh, the first comment out of somebody's mouth to be, what does your tattoo mean? Because they're so personal to me that I'm like, oh, I don't know you. Like, why should I tell you that? Right. It's really weird. But when someone's like, oh, that's great artwork, you're like, oh, wow, thanks. And then that starts a whole conversation really over like where I got the tattoo and who did the tattoo and et cetera. That's interesting. I have, I, I see, I'm learning things. Because I, I have noticed, like, I don't have any tattoos, okay? But I have noticed that people love to talk about their tattoos, and it's always a story. You know, that there's a reason why they got that particular tattoo. So maybe, Kimberly, um, if you approach the person the right way and talk to them, like, they're probably comfortable, like, sharing that story. But again, like you're saying, those stories and the tattoos can be very personal. Maybe it's not the right thing. So that's kind of hard to maybe judge. I think where you can go kind of sort of in a better direction instead of being like, hey, that tattoo is really cool. Tell me about it. You could be like, if you have several, say, is there any like one of these like that has a specific meaning you like you'd like to tell me about? So it leaves it. Oh, no. You That's what I'm saying. It. I don't like the first thing you said was better. Sorry. I that, so, I, so if I like saw one of your tattoos and pointed directly to it and said, tell like, hey, what's up with this tattoo? You would like that better than me saying, "Hey, you have a you have a t oh, like a lovely okay. tattoos." Is is does one of them mean anything to you that you'd like to tell me about? Like, no, I don't like that. You. Okay, I don't know <laughs> okay. I, I think this Kimberly's saying like, and this is probably true. Okay, when you approach somebody, do it in a nice, indirect way. Don't be like so blatant and like right up in your face. Okay, so. Uh. Tell me, tell me your secret story about your tattoo is too in your face. If, if you do it indirect and it's like, that is really cool, interesting artwork, like, you know, and you're mm -hmm. talking more about that, that can then lead into it, but it's a maybe more gentle way. It's like is asking very... somebody a super personal question, like walking up to you and being like, um, I don't, I can't think of like a good example, but so, and, and yeah. Okay. I can see how that can get blurred. Um, because I haven't had anyone ask me like the personal question about tattoos, but I, I do have a scar on my neck from where I had cancer and a lot of like random people just yes. feel the need to ask me about the scar. And That's I'm like, I'm first about. of all, I don't know you. Um, mm -hmm. and they speculate and I'm like, this has not like, did you get it in a knife fight? Yeah. They're like, yeah, a you knife fight or a machete. <laughs> You know, and it's so crazy. One even accused me one time of like it being a hickey. And I'm like, this is obviously a, a suture, like a, a surgical incision. But um, yeah. You might be a nurse if you're like, this is obviously a suture. No. Yeah. 
<laughs> like this is obviously not yeah but um so i can relate in that so i can tap into that and see where you're coming from kimberly yeah and then like if you tell them the story they're like oh whoa like i didn't expect that and i'm like well you asked so if mm -hmm. you ask be prepared that you're gonna maybe get a heavy answer you know mm -hmm. it's not gonna be a lighthearted way to but yeah so that makes right. sense kimberly i get that um so with 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 approaching the person you know we've kind of talked like if you can figure out why you want to approach them you know that can be the lead in to getting the conversation going and once the conversation's going um a lot of people i think are probably like well what do i say after i say my initial line like hey this is why i wanted to come over here i think you are looking for shared interests that's that is the reason for having the conversation if um if you can find those things you know that that's great then i think the conversation will just kind of start to flow if it doesn't, the other thing that I thought was important, if you walk up and you start talking to somebody and it doesn't take off, you can just let the conversation, I'm going to say sort of die momentarily. And so sometimes instead of forcing it, that's the one thing I want to say is like, you don't want to like ever get in there and force a conversation. So yeah, somebody might've caught your attention. You go up and you approach them. I don't want to say you bomb, but let's just say there's not so much of a connection. I think you're better to like Give them space, you know, back mm. off because when you're doing that, then you're kind of letting the person feel safe, not feel pressured and things. And there might be a chance that like later you have another reason to talk to them or they have a reason to come talk to you because now you've sort of been like in some respects introduced. So it's like not to force a conversation. So I think it's good to approach somebody, be honest about like to yourself, what, why you're interested in them. But if the conversation starts to kind of fizzle out or something like that, it can be totally okay. Just let it, and then you can pick it back up another time. Mm -hmm. But if you push it, I feel like you're going to probably, and you all probably know this better than I do, but if you push a conversation, you're burning your chances, man. You're not, you, you're mm -hmm. like demonstrating that you're a pushy person who, mm -hmm. needs you know, and, and that is not going to make, you know, the other person want to like have a conversation with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think those are all good points to make. Um, and I, one that's been, I've received well is, and you can tell those that are like already nervous to come up and speak with you. And then they finally get there and, and, you know, that's its own little thing. But if they can't like form, um, a, you know, a, a specific or person specific compliment, literally can just be like, you know, I don't know what it was, but like, just when you walked in the room, your energy level just made me want to come talk to you. Something that's like as simple one. as that, right? It yeah, has nothing to do with one. physical appearance. It's just like something about when you entered the room, I felt like I wanted to come talk to you. And I'm like, okay, like, so that's a good one. If you can't be like, well, I can't put together like, a, like their tie was cool or their haircut or you know, yeah. just go with that. And that seems to work well. I had a question. This is probably more for you, Brandy, but, uh, so specifically, okay. So let's say I meet you, we start to talk a little bit. Okay. But one of the things was like back in the day, it's like, you'd get somebody's number. Like, why would you get their number? Because like, I'm not going to hang out with you all night, you know, and I don't have the time to hang out with you, but you caught my attention. Hey, you look really interesting. And I like the way you do this. Can I get your number? So maybe we can talk later. Okay. But nobody gets out there their number anymore. Like that's not the way you do it. What is the best way to do it to, to where you're going to feel safe and comfortable? Is it like using kick or is there a certain kind of way that you would recommend? 
It was so it depends on where I meet you and where we're at. Like if we were to meet at the club, say the mark, I'd be like, well, you know, I'm not really one to give out my number, but I'm usually here every Saturday night. So, you know, if we meet back up and, and you're here when I'm here, I would love to carry on this conversation then. But so I would defer and because I'm not one to give my number. Well, what, um, what do the kids do these days? Do they do? I would say like, follow me on Instagram. Yeah, they do that. And I'm not wait, a big Instagram but follower. Wait, to do that, I've got to know your name and all this kind of stuff, right? Isn't that kind of... Well, and my account is private. So for me, I wouldn't really technically do that. I'm just saying for other people. Like, there used to be like... I've had people be, say that to me, for example. I'm like, oh, cool. Okay, I'll do that if you're interesting enough. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times for me personally, I meet people through the app. And so yeah, I will meet you through the app and, and the dating app. Yeah. And then we'll chat. And then if we move to in person, that's fine. But I've even very routinely will meet people in person and still have not given them my phone number prior to meeting in person. And it's yeah. not until several that's times true. later, I'm like, here's my number. So yeah. it stays yeah. for me in the app format prior to meeting. Yeah. I agree with that. Well, I think that kick is a good one because kick is impersonal. So you can mm-hmm. be like, Instead of giving out your phone number, you can say, hey, here is the way to reach me on. There's my whatever, you know, my name on kick. Look me up. Right. And then there's. And I have had some pushback from people not being happy Mm -hmm. with my decision to not give my number. And so my response to that (laughs) is if me requiring you to do one extra step of opening an app to text me and communicate with me is a problem, then this might just be something that's not going to work out. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's it's, like, oh, you're pressuring me. You're pressuring me. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, I'll let you go stand over there by yourself. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's a good answer, Brandy. I never thought of saying that. I just am like, I really don't feel comfortable. I mean, because I don't. That's you know, Brandy, you tell them that to your face, like, uh, you're pushing me, and so therefore, I don't think I need to talk to you. Yeah, no, no, they'll be like, So, can can we exchange numbers? And I'm like, No, I think I'd like to, you know, keep communicating through the app some. And they just kind of, you know, give me this look or sigh. And I said, You know, I don't think right now at this point, me asking you to do one extra step to open an app to communicate with me is, is asking for a whole lot during this period of time for me as I'm getting to know you. And so I'm pretty blunt about it. Um, but you know what? It's a, again, this is the thing. It's like, you've got to feel safe. And when you're not feeling safe, when that person's like, Hey, just trust me. Like, no. So you've got to feel safe when, when the person is pushy about it, they're demonstrating they're not very safe. You and know, there are not two things, the board, but it's like, that's not a, that's not the right way to do it. Well, my biggest issue, and I've not had a discussion with someone about this. So this might be an interesting thing for Pete, you know, our listeners, to give us feedback about is what is the the big deal in them wanting your number versus staying in the app because for me the only advantage you get is you can send pictures and audio exactly. and i'm like that's fine if that's what people are into but that is not what i'm i'm gonna be into certainly not early on necessarily um and so yeah it would be interesting to see if we get any feedback about why people jump to if, if maybe giving your number is more common than we realize but what are you laughing at 
I'm just sitting here thinking like, well, I wanted your number so I could send you a picture of my dick. Pretty because much. then I know you'll be interested in me. Yeah. It always <laughs> fucking backfires, always, every single time. But so many people don't realize that, you know? So that's why I just wanted your number. Why won't you just give me your number? Yeah, I know. Well, they don't directly say that, but that's the thing. <laughs> right, I know. No, so if, people, if, if we were in person and people were like, why don't you give me your number? I want to send you a dick pic. I'd be like, well, you probably have like 2,200 on your phone to show me one now. You know, there's still, we can still navigate this without you but getting my not, number. But you, I know, I know you do not want to see the dick pic. I mean, like you right. do from the people you care about and like, but right. it's like, that's not going to be like that. Oh, oh, that is an awesome penis. And you know what? Now I do want to date oh, you. Oh man, like, let's, yeah. Like nobody yeah. says that. No, no. Right. No. Right. <laughs> All right. I'm on, you guys got me going now. Woo. <laughs> All right. Kimberly, where, t- give us some dating ideas. You're going to okay. talk about like, fun dates and like, but also like, how do you transition? Like, okay. So if, you know, mm-hmm. you meet the person like Brandy was talking about you, I then have talked a little bit about how you go approach them. Give us those, like uh, design a perfect date for us. Right. So I was talking about first date ideas and um, other, you know, other kind of dating ideas. And I feel like we've kind of covered that in the beginning when we were at least talking about like COVID and um, zooming and that sort of thing. And so um, I have to say that I'm glad we talked a lot about that because I didn't take that as much into consideration when I'm talking about designing the first day. I was like, well, okay, let's just say this is great advice for later after COVID, assuming everything goes back to like somewhat of a normal um, time. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, so what's better? Coffee, drinks, dinner, movie, or just fuck me and then let's get married. Wow. <laughs> wow. That is not um, what we did. Some people just do the, the marriage just for first. The, record, the, way you said that, <laughs> the way you said that. So um, any, anyway, um, so coffee is my answer. Okay. And there is a reason why. Because... <laughs> Because for the first date, you want to do something short. Somebody has an out. You have an out. I mean, so say you go to a first date, you meet somebody and you're like, oh, this is really not like working out well. I'm not really interested in this person. There's no like energy connection going back and forth. Then you can be like, after you're like done with half your coffee, you can be like, oh, I have to go, you know, or it allows the other person to say that. So that's my recommendation for like first date, but also like um, say that you maybe have really had like a lot of engaging texting or through the dating app and then you've moved to Zoom and you really ha- know you have a connection. And so now you're like meeting the person for the first time, then that's like a different scenario, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know some kind of problems I guess that arise with coming up with dating ideas is maybe your budget is limited or how do you stand out from the crowd um so how, I how guess do you I, stand out from the crowd <laughs> well I, would, I I feel like understanding what your goal is and so um are you like just trying to meet the person and for coffee and then you don't know them well and you're you might just want to get in and get out or are you really trying to 
create a date that's very unique and special for the person. So that really takes a lot of knowledge about like what the person likes and who they are. But like, I feel like if I designed a date for somebody that was really specific to them, that we would really have a great time. And I, I feel like if I'm on the other side of that, that I would really be impressed with that person. I mean, does that, does that make sense? Yeah, I think that totally makes sense. I also think that the each person coming together or persons coming together need to know before they go into the date or meeting what their goal is. Like if it's mm-hmm. just if it's just a casual thing and you're not interested in being serious, that might dictate how uh, that's the type of date or meetup. Oh you yeah, like the goal for the relationship, like yeah. what type of relationship are we looking for? Yeah. That definitely should be kind of stated up front. Otherwise. Right. You get into this situation where you're like, wait, we're not looking for the same things. And we've put all this effort into this and it's not really working out. Right. So if you put effort into making this really elaborate first date to impress me and I'm like, that's great. And I appreciate that. But I really am just, you know, wanting to get in private right now like that (laughs) might not register and be received as well as you expected it to. Now, if I spend a lot of money on the date, like say... Brandy, I take you out for a dinner and a movie. Okay, then you're McDonald's. obligated to have sex with me, then, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Wow. Like because I've invested the money. In it. Yeah. So no. I'm actually well, and I think this I'm going to touch on this really quickly in terms of <laughs> like setting up guidelines for yourself. Now, I know Stephen that how you feel about the the term rules, and you don't like rules. But for me personally, before I go into any new situation i have my own guidelines that i mm-hmm. uh, I hold true to so one of them like when i first meet someone in public it's called like a meetup and not a date because i think date just that term has a lot of associations that i don't want to make so i say yeah let's do a, a our first meetup at this place i go out of my way to make sure i don't use the term date i so like that that, that takes so like that, the pressure off yeah yeah yeah. So that's one recommendation. Just changing that simple term can set a different energy for them. The first meetup. Hey, Kimberly, can I interject something? Or I don't want to throw yeah, you off, off track. Here, but when when you were talking, you know, and you mentioned this is really, I think, important. Like knowing the reason why you're, you're getting together. Okay. So you can. I know you can have this mismatch. Like one person just wants to do it casually for sex. And the other person is like, I want true romantic love. Okay. And there's this mismatch and that that's not cool. And then that can lead to like, you know, say it's me. I just want to have a casual thing. Then it's like, well, now I'm going to just have to like lie and mislead you and be like, no, I'm really into you. And that is creates its own set of problems. Right. So I do think, and this is interesting, I hadn't thought about this before, but it is like, yeah, you really want to kind of, before you guys get together, be on the same page and sort of know what you're after. And that made me think, Kimberly, of you and I, because when we first met, it was, we were not going to do anything. It was just like for casual. It was like, yeah, you know, we Mm -hmm. had like, we had met before and that got us talking. And then we're like, well, yeah, are you interested in like doing something? So we actually got together. Well, we tried to do coffee, but that didn't work because it was in like a snowstorm and stuff like that. And the coffee. <laughs> so that's when we ended up having like our chips and salsa. But it was basically like mm-hmm. us just kind of talking about like, well, you know, what, 
you know, what are you interested in and what would you like to do? But we're sort of just talking about this kind of casual thing. And I think neither one of us, I think in some ways I'm like, the reason we're married now is because nothing was forced. You know, it was very kind of casual and easy. And, um, and it just sort of from there turned into something, you know, long, long, long term. But yeah, I mean, when we, when we first met, it was just, we were just talking about like, what are we interested in doing? And do we like, what are our shared interests and where do we overlap? So that if, you know, if we do sleep together, what do we want to do? And there, you know, mm -hmm. and Kimberly had certain things that she was like, I don't want to do this. Oh, I remember talking, we won't go into all that, but there were certain things. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Well, we're, we won't do that because I could tell like, you're not comfortable with that. So that kind of tells me sort of. Right. Because I, you mind. are not on my, you are not on my radar as like, <laughs> someone I'm like, like going to date date. So right. If that makes sense. Oh, so therefore, oh, there's like certain bandies cracking up. Right. Oh my God, Kimberly, I love you so much. There's I didn't meet her. I did not meet her standards. No. And here you are. Now you're married. Right. Now we're married. Right. But there's like certain levels where you're like, well, this person, you know, I'm going to do these certain things with because maybe these other things are something that are a romantic shared kind of thing. That's what it was. Yeah. And you weren't yeah. right. We didn't have, we didn't start off being like, oh, there's this whole romantic thing. It was more, it was more play, you know, well, and casual and, and fun. That was great because then I feel like if you don't have a lot of expectations that you're putting on someone, then that really works out better, you know, short term or long term. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that goes back to me earlier saying, like, don't force anything. Right. Yeah. You know, you just, it's like just exactly. being patient and, and things. So anyway, so that, I'll let you get back, Kimberly. But that was interesting because I thought like, yeah, you do need to be on the same page and know why you all are together. And if you sort of do, like if you know, like we're both here having coffee because we're talking about doing something casually versus like we're both here to find true love, you know, mm -hmm. that's going to set that whole tone and, and you know, what completely the different. Mm hmm. So I just had some like cool date ideas, like things to do, things, you know, um, that I would find cool. And I do want to recognize that like some of these things are maybe not as accessible in a smaller town. So um, you have to get more creative sometimes um, when you're not in a city like we are in Nashville. But I mean, you have the typical ones, movies. Um, and I want to go into also like when is it appropriate to go on that dinner and a movie date because that is a big huge thing that people do right that's like a big expectation I will do dinner and a movie so um, we can which you can't now anyway so in most places right. so actually well, you, you really can't you now creative. yeah right so but you know back back before COVID that was a thing um. Yeah. But um, I would say, you know, walking around a park or a garden, um, even, I mean, I don't know if they are going to have fairs because it's too many people in one place, but it is outside, but that could be post-COVID as well. Fairs, amusement parks, um, I would say, you know, going to a bookstore or a local, like, small band or show again some of this is not like doable for covid but it's more like after covid um but really you're like zeroing in on what is your shared interest and what do you share that's really what it is um but like i really enjoy burlesque shows so i wrote my thesis on burlesque so i mean that's something that i would be super excited if 
uh, person was like, hey, I have tickets to a burlesque show. I mean, you guys have anything to add about that? Um, no, I'll add that I definitely will veer more towards what you were talking about, about like activities to do. While mm-hmm. I, I do do a healthy amount of the, the first coffee meetup, if I'm really not sure about the person and that'll give have the least amount of time for me to invest. But uh, generally speaking, I enjoy having an activity. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not at all comfortable, no matter where I'm at, even if it's at my place in my apartment, sitting across from someone eating, drinking, talking. So even if I meet for coffee, I try to put like, you know, go to an angle so it doesn't seem like an interview. So yeah, your idea, like the burlesque show and little venues and concerts and all that is, yeah, I'm all on. I think that's a great yeah, option. Because if you, I feel like sometimes that, like, you know, going to drinks and dinner can be awkward because you're just sitting there looking at each other, like, what do we do now? Like, mm-hmm. Steve, you've talked maybe before about how our first three dates were like awkward because it was like you got to, we got to a certain point and then it was like, what do you say to the person? And there's just the silence, which is just normal. But still, if I have an activity, then I am not as likely to have that happen. Yeah. And I think there's two different styles of dates too. And there's probably more, but the two that I think of, okay, is one is like, Hey, we're having coffee. We're talking. It's the back and forth. I'm learning about you. You're learning about me. The other thing though, is like, say if you're watching a movie, you're not necessarily directly interacting, but you're having a shared experience. So Brandy, I think like some of what you're talking about too, I think is the shared experience. We're doing an activity together. Maybe we're in the bike, biking class, you know, we've, we've got that shared thing that you do. And, um, that is, that's actually really important. You know, the shared experience thing. So even if you're watching a movie, you could be like, well, we're not necessarily interacting. Right. But you went through it together, you know, the experience mm-hmm. and the, maybe the drama or the, the scariness of it, whatever, you know, you had that shared experience with that other person. And in some ways, when you get into like having sex and sleeping with the person, that's the same thing. That is a shared experience. You know, that's one reason why I think it is so sort of bonding and connecting is because you're sharing that. But yeah, so to me, there's two really distinct ways. One is like we're talking to each other, we're really learning about who the other person is. And the other one is more indirect where it is the shared, the shared experience. And to touch one more time about the dinner and a movie, I I just want to throw out there the option or the idea of doing the dinner and a movie, but doing it in reverse where you go to the movie first and then dinner after, because then after you've sat through the movie, you can talk about it at the dinner and be like, this is what I liked about it. This is what I loved about it. Did you see those other movies coming out soon versus, and then what I've noticed when I used to do dinner first and then movie is that if we were getting into like a really good conversation, you're constantly be like, well, we got to go because we got to make it to the movie and we have the tickets. Mm-hmm. So it puts this weird constraint on what might've been like an otherwise natural flow that you have to be aware of the movie time versus if you do it opposite, you, you show up at the movie first, then you can talk about it afterwards. Um, yeah, just an idea that's worked well for me. That's a really good idea, actually. So um, I wanted to actually just, maybe this isn't the greatest way to wrap up this conversation, but I wanted to talk about bad dating experiences and just kind of like what has not worked, Um, which I guess we're kind of, that's a good segue from the like, oh, we have to get to the movie, (laughs) you know, but it can get a lot worse than that, I know. So I was going to throw that out to you all and see what like you all had to say about like bad dating experiences, especially like the first date. 
Oh, like you want examples of bad dating experiences? Yeah. yeah. Without <laughs> using names. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Let's be. Well, yeah. I think what Kimberly's getting at is like, what are some things maybe to learn not to do? Right. Oh. Which, you know, what comes to my mind is like not to overdo the date, you know, don't push the date and don't, and I used to do this because I think it's like, again, as, as a, you know, a guy growing up or, you know, as a boy growing up, it's like, you kind of get taught like, oh, you need to be responsible. You need to kind of do these kind of things. You need to woo the person. And so I think I made it in my mind a lot harder than what it needed to be. So instead of going for like casual just coffee, you know, not spending a lot of money. I always was like, oh, okay, I have to like design this big elaborate thing in my head. That's going to be super. That's going to make the person like just totally fall for me. Right. Well, that didn't work, you know, or it doesn't work well because it is just overdone. So I feel like <laughs> I'm the, I'm the bad date person. Don't date me. You know, it's like, it was just <laughs> overdone. And, and, and that was a, a fault of mine. It took me kind of a while to kind of, you know, figure that out, that it was better to just be a little bit more chill. And sometimes it is this nice just to do the coffee thing. Cause then it is just, you're not necessarily standing out, you know, from other coffee dates that people have had, but it gives you a chance to really just kind of connect, you know, and you don't necessarily need to stand out. You will stand out on your own if you have enough time and a chance to actually talk with somebody. Mm -hmm. but, but Brandy, you look like you had some like bad experiences. I mean, I've had, a, I've had my fair share. Yeah. So one of the things about when I, when I like to incorporate an activity, oftentimes that might be like playing pool or bowling and when I do that, it gives us a shared experience, but then it also allows us time to like not have to feel the pressure to talk the whole time because you're going to take your shot. I'm going to take my shot or whatnot. And, but you can also learn a lot about a person through watching how they, they interact um, with you, especially if you're like playing against each other in a competitive game. But I would say the one that most recently happened that I would advise people not to do is, you know, I was like, Hey, I enjoy playing pool. The person I met for the first meetup lived in an apartment complex. I had like an open pool table downstairs and this was pre COVID. And so they were like, sure, let's meet down there. We did. And I said, I just like casually like playing pool. I'm not a pool shark. It was just an activity I enjoy, but I'm not out to win it. Um, and I, I learned that they were really competitive and like they would like get all these angles down and I'm like, so, you, you know, they enjoy it for a different reason than I do. And I was missing my shots because I'm not really there focused on winning. I'm there focused on, you know, interacting with them and getting to know them better. And their goal was more to win. And at one point they, I missed a shot and they said, do you want me to tell you what you did wrong there? And I said, no, I, I do not. Um, thank you so much for that opportunity we, we could fix you brandy yeah do we tell you what you did wrong, you what you did wrong. right yeah and i so the the yeah no and so i didn't you should have turned around and been like let me tell you what you just did wrong right let me there. just tell you what you did wrong <laughs> yeah, yeah. so i so, that right <laughs> and he was just, he was so focused on winning and being accurate and maybe he thought that was his way to impress me with like his pool skills that he we he asked not one question about me it was total focus on the game so it made it oddly even more awkward and and just not good yeah so you but gotta I find you gotta find that balance between okay i'm interested in this game but i'm also interested in the person i'm playing it with 
and be able to balance those well. I like going bowl, bowling or um, pool for just the simple fact that it's like an inexpensive date. Yeah. So is coffee. I mean, you can get a plain coffee and, mm-hmm. you know, going back to what Brandy spoke about, kind of having a spontaneous like meetup where maybe you meet the person at like Brandy was saying, like a meetup group. And that kind of turns into like a first shared experience kind of date thing and you can just kind of talk to the person a little bit right then and there so places like that i mean you know um can be like the meetups um or bars or clubs or whatever because you're starting off with an automatic shared thing that you guys both like to do and you've already had a little back and forth conversation here and there maybe so it's not right. like you're starting off cold, just walking up and approaching somebody, but you've got a little bit of a, I don't know what they call that, like a warm opening or something like that. Right. Right. No, I, I think that that's a great one. If you have an interest that you're able to do, go do it and you'll end up meeting people through that. And, and yeah, there's like, there's a connection right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, so let me try to summarize some of the things we kind of covered this evening. Um, Brandy, you started off with like, you know, different places to meet people. And one of the things was like with your risk level, figure out what your own risk level is before like getting out there and, and, and you don't want to get in a situation that's kind of like over your head. So sort of knowing what your, your not limits are, but your guidelines. Um, and then also it was like with talking about like the gym and things like that. It's like, you want to read the people beforehand and figure out like, oh, if I go over there and talk to them, am I going to be bothering them? you know, or is it like, okay for me to, to walk up and approach and talk to somebody. So you want to kind of catch somebody when they're, um, open and willing to talk and not, you know, if you've got headphones on or something like that, then just, you know, that's not the right timing. Um, Brandy, I thought it was interesting. You were talking about, if you had your, you know, you do your three meetups and your in-person public dates before, uh, ever seeing somebody, you know, in private, you know, and Mm -hmm. I think that's probably pretty good. Not everybody's got to do those things, but again, I think your point was like to really, know yourself beforehand, you know, know your, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And know that before you get yourself in a position Yeah, to be like, Oh, I didn't think that this was going to happen or I didn't anticipate this happening. If you can kind of anticipate and make your own guidelines before then you already know what your decision would be in that, that moment. Yeah. Cause I mean, I have went on several dates where it was, um, you know, we went on like two meetups and then we're like, okay, let's do like a date or we'll call it a date or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And we just clicked much more than I anticipated and was like, gosh, this is great. And I don't want the night to end and blah, blah, blah. But I also knew my own personal guidelines. And so that helped me, you know, hold myself accountable before I did something that you know, I was like, no, I don't need to have that knee jerk reaction, I guess. Right. And it's interesting you say that I, like you said, I don't necessarily like rules a lot, you know, and I totally get guidelines is a better word for them. And guidelines is good because guidelines is like, you're allowed to break the thing every now and then when it Mm -hmm. went appropriate, which that's what I like, you know? So it's like, yeah, when everything is going well, let, let it, you know, don't, don't fight it. So, uh, and then the, what I had not thought of though, was uh, you mentioned like doing like the coffee date, but through the video, that's great for COVID. I really think that is a good, uh, next step, you know, somewhere in between like, Hey, we're having texting, we're talking and that's pretty good. 
let's do, you know, FaceTime together and have mm -hmm. a coffee date so that we're not actually going. Or I would say too, it's like, I, you know, depending on your risk level, it's like maybe go have coffee, but sit outside or, you know, figure out what mm -hmm. you're and do not pressure the person into doing mm -hmm. something that they're not willing to do or wanting to do, you know, always mm -hmm. be safe and keep them comfortable. So mm -hmm. uh, then I spoke about, you know, approaching people. I don't really like to pick up lines. You know, I think it's better to just, you know, the one simple rule I would say to, to, to remember is like, what, you know, what caught their, what caught your attention about them? And that is the reason for you wanting to approach it. Like, just know, why do I actually want to go up and approach this person? That's going to give you the, the opener that you're looking for that you can, you know, use to go tell them. Uh, that, that I really think is the best way to kind of do it. Other people probably have other ideas, which I'd be interested in, in knowing. And if you have, inch, you know, listeners, if you have great ideas, you know, email them to us. Um, I'll, I'll tell you my email address in a little bit. Uh, but, but that's, it's the best way, you know, it's very honest with yourself and it gives you a clarity of like why you're actually wanting to approach, talk to this person. And that leads into Kimberly's part about the coffee date and different styles of date that if you know why you want to approach somebody, you can sort of design the, you know, what is the right appropriate date to go on? You know, is it going to dinner, you know, dinner and a movie? Yeah, I agree with it. It's a lot more serious, um, of kind of a thing. It's a bigger deal. And it's going to take all night where if you do coffee or if you're like, let's go to the bar and just have a drink you know, it's, it's, it's not as much time and that's a much more low key. And I would say, generally speaking, you want to start your dates off as low key so that they do, so they are not pressured. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I do want to just like steal the last little minute here um, and just kind of give a lovely shout out to Ellen Page for coming out this week as transgender. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he was pro he's probably best known for Juno and then starring in the the Umbrella Academy. Mm -hmm. And so he officially came out as transgender at the beginning of this week, December 1st. And he's changed his um, pronouns on his social media accounts to he, him, and they, them, um, and revealed their new name as Elliot Page. So yay for him. Yay, yeah. exciting. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's a big deal. Like, I feel like this could be one of those changing little moments in history mm -hmm. you know, so, yeah and yeah. so you know we we try to focus on being your true authentic version of yourself and that's not always a, a clear path to that so just seeing him taking that one more additional step as freely and open as he did was great and yeah yeah so it shows that we're making progress all right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. Um, we'll be posting a new podcast every Sunday night. So uh, please subscribe or follow us as we continue to explore the dating and seduction and sexy ways that you can connect with partners. Also, uh, we have a website, ethicalseduction.com. So please check that out. Uh, we're adding to it more and more things each time, you know, each week that we do. So we've got different videos and some other references uh, for people to use up there. If you want to contact me, you can write Stephen at ethicalseduction.com. So if you have other ideas, send, send me an email. I would appreciate that. Um, and for those that are interested in viewing YouTube, uh, we have did some live streams a while ago. Those are all posted now on the website or on the YouTube if you look under ethical seduction for us. So we're, we're getting some things out there. So um, 
thank you, everybody. And we look forward to seducing you again next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>